2: Welcome to your making it worse. We're here, we're queer, who cares?
3: I'm Elliot Glazer. And I'm Brent Sullivan, and I'm H. Allen Scott.
0: Textual, Textual healing. healing. Well, you're free to sit on a dick and not get a horrible oh you know, disease or infection or anything. Well, you probably still get an infection, but you're not getting disease because now you every it's free to everyone on Obamacare's prep. The Biden administration came through this past mm. week and made, I mean, it had been a part of, it had been classified class A, which is a requirement a drug needs to be classified in order to be a part of Obamacare. Like, yeah, a, a part of the federal program covered. that yeah, says yeah, yeah. this, this drug is covered, F- uh, yeah, fully covered right. but it was the Biden administration who came through and made it happen, which is really, really exciting. So now, now is really cool uh prep which is the drug that uh blocks basically the hiv virus from you know how dare i'm you. just i'm just putting them into i'm putting the science out there in the most layman's <laughs> way i can blocks the hiv virus from right. um processing your body and through your body and and yeah. it's a it's a great it was a wonderful drug that came about a couple years ago and now it's like so easily available which is really really exciting so
3: so people use it, uh, Alan, just to double check. People use it to avoid getting HIV, and people also yes. use it if they have HIV. Correct? Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. The, they use yeah. they use Pep if they have it. Exactly. Have Why am I asking prep. Alan this? Elliot, go ahead. <laughs> no, Prep is for um people who like
2: don't have
0: HIV positive. Yes. So it, it's to block is, think, the HIV yeah. virus. Yeah. Right. Yes. And it's oh, very okay. obviously okay. it's very oh, effective. Got it. And all right. oh, all right. I but I still the, remember
2: when it came out. It was really, it was so exciting. Obviously, such a huge, you know, um such a huge advantage in in yeah queer life but also in medicine and i remember it was so quickly like so immediately dampened and dampened by like some like quote-unquote sex activist or something in dc those guys who were like we're Truvada whores
0: it was like (laughs) oh no can you not ruin this immediately like but it also it also wasn't i mean it wasn't just that it was also like the cost was prohibitively oh my god enormous like yeah it was it was insane that so many people really only people who were like those dc guys who could afford this drug yeah could could access prep exactly that's right now it's become and even though you know gilead which is the maker of the drug the original drug they they offered a program that you could be a part of to get the drug for free or a low cost but the problem is and that's always exciting when a corporate or pharmaceutical company comes through and says we've made this drug available to low-income people but the problem is so many of those people don't are at a socioeconomic sort of disadvantage in terms of education to understand the healthcare system to understand the loops literally even me to try to get through you had to like submit like like receipts for different things and upload it on Uh, the website it was like a whole process where it's like if someone who has a a middle it's school like a education best buy rebate yeah exactly like, they're not going to know off. what the fuck to I'm do and then gonna they're going to be at risk yeah. so it's really really exciting that the biden administration came through and and made this drug available at a, in a very easy way for people
3: alan have you been on prep i forget
0: i was yeah for you years yeah, yeah yeah, before yeah. you were in a relationship yeah, yeah. and, and no, because uh, i was a part of kaiser permanente and they made it really really easy to to yeah. access the drug whereas i've I've, ne- I've never done it i've never been never. There. Oh, why,
3: haven't
2: you, why haven't you done it uh
3: you know i i guess I mean, I'm you've been on it. A- I'm getting lightheaded. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> That's segment uh- <laughs> three, Brent. We're not too late <laughs> right, yet. I know. We'll, explain yes. why we'll have uh, to explain why you're getting lightheaded. At mentioning, uh, You know, I, I guess to, to be totally honest with you, I know it's really expensive. I don't have a ton of sex with with random people. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I don't think I need to take a drug that allows me to have, you know, a little more peace of mind. Yeah, for for things like this. I'm not saying this is the rationale that other people should use. um, But I was just like, that's a lot of money, even if it is being covered by insurance, it's a lot of money. And it would be something that I would be using, you know, quote, unquote, in my life with some infrequency, like I would be taking it every day, but I would be truly needing it fairly infrequently. And so, yeah, I guess I just ultimately elected against it. I also recently looked into getting it and. My doctor was because my insurance is going to change soon. And my doctor was like, don't
0: start it and stop. Because sometimes that kind of, um, yeah, you have to be on it. E- efficacy. You have to be on it consistently in order for it to work. You can't, it's not like a, it's not like a pill that you can just take and then have sex. You have It has to be in your system yeah. for it to yeah. work uh, act, properly. The yeah. funny
2: thing is that like, you know, for you in particular, it's like, even if you don't have sex frequently, you're always plagued by the, I yeah. mean, as I was too, yeah. plagued by the, um, the danger element of it and being yeah. in, like mm. true, like a deep fear about like contracting something.
0: Yeah. And mm. so I
2: think even if you aren't having unprotected sex often or at all, right? It would, if it's if at this point, it's going to be free. Yeah. I would say do it just so that it gives you peace of mind rather than like you're sort of white-knuckling yourself when you're getting yeah. tested. And,
0: you it also know. kind of takes away the stigma for HIV-positive people, which is, I mean, totally. a huge stigma from HIV-negative people to people who are positive often is that yeah. fear of, you know, being intimate with someone who happens to be HIV-positive. And the rationale, if if the person who's HIV-positive is taking their medication properly, they're likely undetectable. There's the chance of, it; just is impossible right. for it to happen. and And that's just a reality. But for a lot of people, there is still that, concern. It shouldn't be there, but it is. And prep is a, is a tool to make that concern sort of dissipate.
3: You know what, Elliot, maybe you're right. You know what? In fact, I'll say this, you are right. And I'm going to go start on prep when I get back to LA and the very first night I start, I'm going to get barebacked in a park. Thank you so much. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe,
2: maybe take a breath. Maybe, at least. Drop yeah, your back.
3: Maybe wait like two weeks. <laughs> not even joking well we are joined uh this week by a very good friend of the podcast friend of friend of ours years. an amazing comedian years. for for many years, years we've known her for many years sarah Schaefer. sarah yeah. thank you so much for joining us this thank week. you so
1: much for having me i love you guys so much
3: yeah, we and we love you too. How are you doing? So you are currently zooming with us from a closet. So you actually mm-hmm. sound fantastic. Yeah. yeah, the audio quality is excellent. Yeah. Uh, how's your life been the last like three or four vaguely post-pandemic
1: months? Um, it's been um surreal but good. Um, I've just yeah. been uh, gradually trying to get back my sea legs and all that stuff. But mm-hmm. then now with the Delta yeah. variant, it's like. Feels oh, like Delta ups. Burke
0: is fucking us up, isn't she?
1: <laughs> it's yeah. a little step back, yeah.
0: <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. But, couple uh, delays, couple yeah, but delays, yeah, a couple
1: snags, but um, <laughs> feeling good and catching up with family and starting to see more friends, uh, little by little, yeah. and performing, which has been fun, yeah. and um, yeah.
2: Oh, I was gonna say, you had a pretty fun tweet go viral Uh, uh um, a tweet video from your podcast the Schaefer Shakedown yeah and it's about comedy but it also applies I think to our queer audience and it's in a sort of indirect way I guess Uh but Mm -hmm. do you mind talking about it a little bit we'll probably add in some audio from it but yeah it it, it got big
1: yeah it did I was like I didn't realize it was gonna hit people in such a visceral way um but it's I basically was talking in the podcast about Just comedy and the comedy, because I made a miniature comedy club. Like I actually mm-hmm. made one. A, a With one, miniatures, right, yes. A 112, <laughs> oh, yeah. a 112 scale comedy club. And like I, it took you me a month. Those.
0: You have a lot of those, right? You've been, you collected those yeah, for, a for years.
1: Yeah, yeah, I've been into miniatures and dollhouses and stuff since I was a child. But oh, I took it, I, I I, I've never houses. made anything. So I made a miniature comedy club, painstaking detail. Like you, it looks real in the pictures.
2: Mm-hmm. And it's, unre- it's unbelievable. It's called the ha-ha hole. Yeah.
1: And um <laughs> it was such a joy to do, but it, I had You know, I first I was when I was working on it, I was like, this will just be fun and funny and I'll do it as like a as a fun thing. And then it became this deep like contemplation on comedy as I was working on it and like Mm. transformative like and I so I did a podcast (laughs) episode talking about the club and and in it I started talking about also like there was this incident with a comedian who Used a racial slur to introduce another comic, and it, that clip went viral. And I was just talking about the stress of being in comedy and um, our yeah. business. And I was like, you know, one of the things that happens whenever there's a comedy controversy is they'll go, We're a family. You know, you don't talk ill of a family member. You never go against another comedian. That's against the comedian's code. We're a family. And yeah. I'm like, that is the <laughs> low, biggest load of bullshit I've ever heard. Yeah. We're Families not, don't
3: have codes. Right, yeah, we're, not a we're definitely family. not a family. Like,
1: you know, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. not even the worst family is <laughs> as bad as this. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but... um. And so I was like, you sound like cult members. And so then I was like, oh, what if I did a commercial that was like a fake commercial that was like joining like a recruitment video for comedy? (laughs) And it was just for audio, but like I recorded the video and it was just like, you know, do you, and I put it to music, like I call it like corporate uh, training, corporate cult music, like Nexium level, like type, you know, Mm. like join comedy today, you know, (laughs) like, and uh, I kind of like just straight up say like what you have to do which is the hang you have to hang out Mm -hmm. for years on end Mm -hmm. you have to like and you don't get paid and you know so anyway i um, love the hang though i got my wine (laughs) yeah i love the hang um (laughs) are you searching for something do you lack meaning in your life a purpose well there's a place for you a place your voice will be heard a place where everyone knows your name comedy Connect with others, be a part of something, and make the world laugh. Anyone can join. Here at Comedy, we welcome all. We offer support, training, and classes. You'll learn from the masters and the truth-tellers. Comedians always have each other's backs, no matter what. It's a community like no other, a family. All you have to do is just hang out. That's right. Just hang out. Hang out for hours and hours, night after night, for years on end without getting paid, with people who are cruel and sometimes criminals. You need to get those people to like you. You know, and it's so incongruous with the message that is sent to us on the, on the same you know, same, mm-hmm. uh, in the same breath, they'll go, you know, you just got to hang out, man for years. And you got to be cool to right, hang right. out with. Right. Then they'll go, but funny is funny. That's all that matters is that you're funny. Right. And that's right, such a right. lie. It's like, well, right. what does, what does hanging out until 3am have to do with yeah. being funny? And that was a memo yeah. I didn't yeah. get until way too late. <laughs> Like, yeah.
2: whatever like, oh. got it, but
3: Brent is, Brent is very good at it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah Brent, Brent is the, of all three of wow. us, Brent is, or yes. four of us, Brent is definitely the best of. So, uh, so you, you're all
3: saying, I am the most alcoholic of everyone here. Yeah, and
0: <laughs> yeah. very much. Thank yeah. You. Well, no, you <laughs> really got, you really got off on sort of, there is, just to explain for anyone who isn't in comedy listening, like, there is this sort of culture of, you get up for what 15 20 minutes maybe if you're lucky for a mm-hmm. set and then you have like an hour and a half where you're just hanging with people that you're kind of forced to be friends with because you're in the same field but half the time well, you don't half the time i always felt uncomfortable cuz I, I was around idiots
2: see i just <laughs> want to add too that like i know i know I, the reason that i'm bring this up in particular is because it obviously struck me for a handful of reasons but like it really does for me apply to like being queer in a lot of ways where it feels like you're supposed to hang, you know, mm-hmm. you're supposed to sort yep. of in. surround yeah. yourself in right, certain yeah. situations and atmospheres. Back. And I never, I just never felt back. like I wanted to, you know, mm-hmm. I, not that I was against it, but anyway, all of that to say that it's, it's a really, um really funny bit, but also very like, yeah. Tough- Therapeutic, together. right?
1: That's interesting to hear you say that because it, I mean, maybe that's why it struck such a chord with so many people, even yeah. beyond comedy, is because. It talks about when you don't feel like you fit the mold of the social rules that have been set up in yes, whatever the scene. The social
0: rules. That's it. Correct.
1: That you're trying yeah. to be a part of um, community. You're trying to be a part of workplace. You're trying to be a part of. That you of. get in
2: trouble if you say if you if you disagree. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. th- th- literally is like the, the the crux of our podcast. Mm-hmm. If you yeah. disagree. Like, yeah. you're considered, at least in this world, it's like, you are you a homophobic homophobe? Like, are you a Yeah, yeah, yeah right, it's like, right. no, I just don't want, I don't want to go by the quote unquote code because I don't connect to it. Yeah. Well, and yeah. it's an
1: in-group, out-group thing. It's a way to yes. say we are, we're the real ones. And if you yes. don't go along with right. it, how dare yes. you right. criticize us, then you're not real. And it's like, well, what? Right. who decides who, what's real? Who, Where who is this you like club
0: membership rule? Wait, wait, were,
3: wait. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Wait. Let me ask you a question real quick. Uh, and uh, tangenting a little bit. Um. your your album, your comedy album, mm-hmm. live, laugh, love. Thank so fun. Incredible. <laughs> Everyone loves it. But I do. If you don't mind, I do want to talk about my favorite joke of yours, which. I saw you do for the first time like ages ago mm-hmm. you talk about why your posture is bad now <laughs> oh, as an yeah. adult <laughs> do, 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 do you, would you mind walking us uh, through the logic well that,
1: this is from my first album actually Chrysalis so if oh, you're looking oh sorry I'm sorry no it's okay yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, now we got both plugged so that's great um, <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> Live Laugh Love is my second album Chrysalis is my first one get both um, yeah. <laughs> no is I talk about I have bad posture because when I was younger I had no tits and I was like so ashamed of my flat chest that like I would hunch over so that the fabric would hang like a like a curtain and um so that maybe there would be boobs in there. I haven't thought about that joke in so long. I don't even remember really how it goes, but I talk about like how I would hunch over so that fabric would hang down and you wouldn't maybe yeah. It was an illusion that there were boobs in there. Um, I just think it's, it
3: also reminds me of like when you were a kid, you do these things and I do, I I, I'll share one in a second. You do these things that are so uncomfortable and sometimes mm -hmm. they last with you for decades afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, For Elliot four or five decades after he graduates high school, he's still (laughs) doing certain things. And for me, mine was, I was always insecure about being skinny. So Mm. I would wear, Never Uh, had that like a like a hoodie pullover jacket of some kind fleece over myself, even in like summer. So I remember being in class on a hot May day and I had my down (laughs) coat on. Oh, my my God. God, That's that's brutal. And It was like really starting to get. and, and, And then I did it the other day where I was like I was somewhere and I was like, I'm. In hell, because it was too hot, and I had a hoodie on, and it was because I was like, oh, this is like a relic of my childhood. I'm wearing it because I feel insecure I had the
0: opposite of that. I always wear, like, either an overshirt or something because I I don't want to just wear the T-shirt because it'll show my problem areas. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it'll show, like, Mm -hmm. bits of fat or whatever, like, things hanging off, like, things you don't want to see. So I would always wear the coats to hide that as well not to look bigger yeah but no the, when i, I was doing
1: that joke women would come up to me after the show and go you know what i did the same thing but because my boobs were so big that mm-hmm. they would oh, hunch disgusting. over to again try to hide to try to like you know yeah. not have your chest out and showing what it is you have or don't have and i was like wow yeah. this really it does you know, that, start early
0: <laughs> that joke yeah. i mean i we've all i was gonna say at the beginning we've all known you for
1: a long time, I, like
0: long time, a, long a very time, long yeah. time, like since New like York. Fifteen years, years
1: and, I think, for some. Yeah, a yeah. long
0: time, and yeah. it's what I, what I bought, what I love. I remember first seeing you in New York, and and then of course you know being friends, and then you know doing your pie, like all the things you've done over the years. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I've always sort of been struck by about you is you're my, you're my favorite type of comic because you take like. You're not like a punchline comic necessarily. You take like deeply personal <laughs> I things. I don't have
1: punchlines. I don't <laughs> yeah.
0: tell things. You know what I mean though? You know yeah. what I mean? Like you're, yeah. You, you, yeah. you take real stories. I'm not, I'm not stories. set
1: up punchline. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, do not do one Exactly. Yeah. You,
0: take, you take these real stories and, and I remember doing you and Nikki Glaser's podcast like years ago and I had just finished chemo and a friend had mm-hmm. passed away I remember. and, I, and yeah. you had also had a death in the family and I remember us sort of on the podcast, getting emotional, talking mm-hmm. about our experiences with death and illness and all of these getting things. Getting emotional now, and 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 then, but yet somehow you finding a way to make it into comedy, and it's just it's you're so good at that, and your book Aww. does it, I think, really, really, really well. I pre-ordered, I read, I did the thing, mm-hmm. and Thank you. It's, it's just it's you're just one of those. How, how was writing the book and releasing the book? during the pandemic, obviously a personal oh. time, like what was that like for you?
1: Um, well, writing the book was so, so challenging. And I know that's like the typical answer people give, but there's just no other way to describe how hellish it was. <laughs> I mean, it was yeah, really yeah. difficult uh, process. It took me three years and um, I just have never had a creative challenge like that before. Personal challenge. I mean, cause it was such a personal book and I, re- I talked about things in the book mm-hmm. that, I thought I would never say publicly., um, and that yeah. was really scary. and then just the then the writing of it, the the creativity of it, all of it was so hard. Um, and then mm. the release of it was supposed to be the reward. Which would be like yeah. the book tour and press and all this the Today stuff. Today
3: Show, yeah. I was really yeah. hoping to do the, the Today, Today Show. Show. I was. Oh I was God.
1: like Jenna Bush I remember, is going to love this with you book. About it. Yeah, yeah, I was like that's <laughs> the goal. Hoda's going to love it. You know, and I, I was so excited. Instead, and then, you, would you be disappointed to get Al shit. Roker? Yeah, yeah. Would you like it,
0: what? What? What if you showed up and you got Al? I mean, I
1: wouldn't give a and shit. And He's like, you I know what? Would... I didn't love the book. <laughs> he that's that's how he would be He'd be like interesting it was interesting
3: everybody's a crank right isn't he yeah, he's a little, no. yeah he, he, he
1: but he's no, just been he, really. no i mean he's been around forever and i you know he's the one where yeah, he, okay. I, I think he's just done with everybody's bullshit sometimes yeah. Yeah, like, yeah 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 yeah, yeah.
3: sorry sorry go ahead no
1: but i had all these like things i was looking forward to having happen Um, as the light Mm -hmm. on the end of the tunnel when it was in my darkest moments. I was like, just remember how great it's going to be to get this out in the world. And then most of it didn't happen. (laughs) I mean, almost all of it. You know, and um, even things that were still going, you know, they were still having talk shows and and all that during the pandemic but what I found was that it was way harder to get booked because one mm-hmm. oh. every celebrity was stuck at home bored out of their goddamn minds. so suddenly yeah. shows were able to book bigger stars yeah. <laughs> because it was just yeah. Zoom, and so you know Matthew
3: McConaughey on Jenny yeah, Jones or whatever I'm yeah, yeah right. against, on Jenny right. Jones what era <laughs> are you in <laughs> oh you son of a bitch yeah and
1: Kelly so Carson. I yeah. was just really like disappointed and you know I had a public who I hired and she really worked her fucking ass off trying to, she was just like and I, I, they would, she was like, oh this place is interested, they're gonna cover da, da, da. and then the emails would just stop and it was, some of it was yeah. like <laughs> pandemic, like people were like I Like, I've got kids. I can't write you back. Like, there was a lot. You know, we all have been seeing the effects of labor during this. Of, like, people being like, I'm fucking fed up with my job. I don't know. know, I saw Jean
0: Smart on a lot of talk shows. A lot of talk (laughs) shows. She took one of your spots, I bet. She did. Yeah,
1: Yeah, no. But I will say the book coming out was... I have to say the process of writing the book and sharing it with my family alone was... One of the most life changing things I've ever been through that I'm not oh, even sure right, fully
2: man. the yeah. full term oh.
1: healing and effect of it all. Yeah, uh, personally, yeah. but then 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 to have people read it, which when people are like, "Oh, I haven't read your book yet," I'm like, "Good, wait," because what's happening is <laughs> it's a book is long. It's a longer commitment mm-hmm. It's and, and it lasts yeah. forever. And <laughs> yeah. so I keep, now it's trickling now, but like I keep getting yeah. texts and messages from people being like, I just finished your book. This is what it meant to me. Thank you for writing it. And so yeah. I'm like, ooh, space it. It's like a slow drip of positive feedback that I'm getting. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, when people are like, oh, I haven't read it yet. I'm like, good, wait. Because when you finally do and you send me a message, I might be having a really bad day. And yeah. I, I like to save well, it. Yeah. I loved it.
0: I loved it. I Thank thought it was you. great. It's called Grand. Just for mm-hmm. everyone listening, it's yeah. called Grand, Thank and you. you can order it now everywhere. Yeah, you know uh, that actually rings a
3: bell because I I often will get messages from people uh, who listen to the podcast, and they'll say. Oh my God, Brent, I love you so much. I hate Alan. I hate dealing, I hate yeah. listening <laughs> to Alan. I hate listening or no, to Elliot. No, the I, correct, I the correct responses are,
0: I'll get messages from the show and these two, Elliot and Brent, will be up in arms immediately being like, are they angry? What did we piss, <laughs> are they pissed off? Are we canceled, they, are we canceled yeah. yet? Yeah. And I'm like, guys, you're not that big. Don't they're, worry. They they're don't just, just that saying hi. Oh, yeah, Yeah. yeah that's exactly. Re- that's really exactly. Funny.
3: Yeah. funny. That, that is really funny. Uh, yeah, but but yeah, check it. Oh, sorry, go, go ahead, Elliot.
2: Yeah, your uh your comedy album Live Laugh Love obviously has a lot to do
1: with the um I guess what do you call it? Drift drift uh, ins- uh- inspirational quotes on rustic pieces of driftwood in multiple fonts. Right. Which <laughs> Elliot loves. Elliot
2: loves that we shit. We bonded about this. Mm-hmm. I think inspirational quotes on driftwood are the most um depressing like they're the most soul-sucking depressing uh, uh possible things you anybody could buy because it's like yeah. they're trying to buy a personality and it's like cost it's 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 like
1: manufacture
2: it's so it's so, so depressing to me it's yeah. so
1: awful and like they're it's so it started awful. that joke started years ago now i'm seeing like on tiktok like a lot of people are making jokes about it i'm like making i jokes was there about it, yes. first i was there yeah. first but yeah yeah. Years, yeah years ago um um, uh, this is what started me writing the joke was, um, my husband, um, Scott, his, um, uh, uh, like a sort of distant family member, he was at their house and he took a video of all the signs that she had. There were so many of them and they were like, <laughs> oh, he was so funny counting how many there were. He was like one. Two, he was yeah. like going around the the house, <laughs> and I was like, Oh, yeah. and that's when I started making jokes about it and, on stage because I was like, Oh, I've I gotta always, talk about it. I've this.
0: always found there are like that's three great. different types of people who have like the theme of what they have on those things mm-hmm. in their house. It either is family, uh-huh. which is my mother, yeah. they're, they're all about family, yeah, <laughs> or it's love, like it's all about yeah. like love and peace and all that shit, mm-hmm. or it's about God, like those Jesus. are the three, or yeah, it's Jesus. about yeah. Wine. There was those three oh yes. yeah those are the funny <laughs> yes. ones yeah yeah, yeah yeah i think that
2: these these new the, that these these um pieces of drift fake driftwood have like really found their way into it permeated into society in a lot of ways and that they used to be decor now yeah. they're on TikTok as it's people being self aware enough to make fun of them and yet obviously they still for the most part are completely the humor of it is lost on i think most people who buy it mm-hmm, but yeah. i've really tried to like my mom is intelligent um, and has good taste, but I've made sure to steer her clear of ever like getting anything like that. No, before. she has. To. She had like a shirt that said something where it was like, okay, like. That's not bad, but like I don't, I, you know, like the yeah. I'm really creeped out by like the mommy juice. The, it's wine o'clock. Like yeah.
0: it deals with Tell like about mommy
3: like... cheese. You always talk about how Baby Bell's mommy cheese. I've always loved that
0: summer. <laughs> mommy, <Yeah. cheese. laughs> yeah, mommy cheese. Yeah, know
3: the mommy cheese.
0: When Elliot, when when Elliot moved into his apartment, he was there was a contemplation I remember him mentioning this, turning his bathroom into all of those signs, like just, yes. just having like an assortment of all like those lose, signs,
2: like making it like losing all the like losing every drop of like earnest. From yeah. because you have mm-hmm. so many so
0: in one many. I was looking yeah. to go to a Cracker Barrel just to buy that shit to put in your bathroom. Oh, yeah. Well, I
2: actually I actually took that and made that um, like, like my office when I was working on a show that was a long-term gig. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? Like these offices yeah. are so like bland and whatever. I <laughs> yeah. bought, I think I got like 30 or 40 oh, of yeah. them. <laughs>
1: That's great.
2: At random, oh, they were horrible. Oh. And I just put them yeah. all oh, in one place. Oh, I love it. Was, like, it. Meaningless. It's so funny. So funny. I think the grossest one too is, oh, I was just gonna say like the one that creeps me out the most that I, oh no, this is the one that I've had to steer my mom away from buying or buying into is like, to the moon and back. (laughs) I hate that phrase, (laughs) to the moon and back. And I swear to God, my friend's parents had, um, she had she had a bunch of them in her bathroom, her mom did. And then she literally had the other one that I hate so much always kiss me goodnight but she had it over the toilet
1: <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> no. i don't know oh no. yeah that i mean
3: so
2: funny.
1: there's so many bad ones and like there's some that are like weirdly long like it's a full paragraph mm-hmm. it's like in this house yes. we you know it's those yes, things we did. <laughs> in grandma's house yeah it's like uh, the, the kitchens are meant for dancing it's like actually I they're meant it. for cooking <laughs> I
0: hate it <laughs> it's almost Somebody... like they took the place of those inspirational posters that you is know what so I mean? funny. yeah they like have yes. Those, yeah. yes they absolutely yeah. have yeah.
2: I actually um uh uh oh yeah, I, 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 it just oh yeah the worst Wait. one I found was actually one that says I don't it was it doesn't even make sense it was like i don't I don't do Pilates I do pie and lattes <laughs> oh <laughs> okay. that is... no in,
3: in a stretch. Oh, it's you know great. what i'll I'll be honest though. There is one, I think I've said it on the podcast once before. There's one that melts my heart and it gets me every time when I see it. Shoot for the moon because even if you miss you'll land among the stars. And I've, I've oh, always loved it. I've you love that? It. It's, I, it's I do, I a great, think it's so cute. I love how Brent is secretly like a what? suburban mom. He
2: secretly uh, is. Insane. Like yeah,
3: I think that's a sweet sentiment. Well, I Brent, sweet. Watches,
2: <laughs> Brent watches beheading videos and then he looks up
3: <laughs> cards. This, with... this, this bitch has a dream catcher over her left shoulder and she's, she's ragging <laughs> on motivational clothes. Dreamcatcher. dream catcher.
1: Well, you know what? <laughs> it's, it's permeating to captions on Instagram Mm. Um, and, you know, I love yes. Bo Burnham's white woman's Instagram because it's just so spot oh, on. Um, but, like, mm-hmm. um, caption on his Instagram have started to really irritate the shit out of me. And some people who I love dearly do it. And I'm just like, yes. I don't know how to tell them, like, all the feelings, all the feels. Yes, yes. This yeah. Yeah. human uh, this human is everything.
2: (laughs) 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 Or when somebody tries to like downplay romance by being like, I've been with this idiot
0: for a year now. It's like, yeah. Well, I will say that is fully Michael and I. That is fully my my boyfriend. You you know,
1: the thing is, it's stuff that I probably did because we Me are too. we're writers and comedians so we're just like a little further ahead on yeah. language yeah. done it before but and, we know now
2: like yeah. right
1: so we've done it before but now it's mainstream and it's like hacky sounding to us so yes. i i don't yeah. i don't criticize like family or friends that do it cuz i'm just like well you're just It's not fair to hold. Right, you're normal. I'm yeah, Yeah, exactly. You're a normal person. I'm
0: fucked up. Yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know, and like, but Um. just the like all the feels. And, and the things, <laughs> I ate all the meats and all the cheeses. Right. <laughs> Hyperbole, right.
3: <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> all right, so we, we talked we talked about the most important things, your book, mm-hmm. your, your you. albums yes, and everything. But yeah. I do, wa- do want to ask you a deep cut about your life that mm-hmm. I was always, and you, know, you remember this about me, I was always jealous that you were a writer originally, way back when, for Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And I was always so jealous. I actually, I think to this day, having done comedy for a long time. It's a time, good gig. <laughs> my dream job is still yeah. writing trivia questions. I love it. What was yeah, that like? You should, uh, did well, you have
1: fun? Um, I did. It was much harder than I thought it was going to be Um, yeah. because you get in and like, it's not what I thought it would be at all. And like people, when people hear, oh, you wrote for who wants to be a millionaire. They don't understand that you wrote the que- questions. I don't think people put it together that yeah. people have to, they don't, Pull the questions out of the Trivial Pursuit box. Right. Like they. Yeah. Someone, yeah right. Someone right. wrote those. So. Right. Um, it was way more challenging than I thought because one, when I came in to the show, I wrote for one season, mm-hmm. and um, I came in and and it had already been on the air for like ten years, and yeah. now it had been a daytime um, show for years, where meaning it was on every day. Um, so mm-hmm. lots of episodes had been done and that means lots mm-hmm. of questions had been asked was yeah. Meredith Vieira
0: the host at that point Meredith
1: was the host at that point I she love her she is the best and we this didn't get so we didn't even she get seems to like someone you get her. drunk with we I, exactly I met her yeah. briefly at the wrap party. We we The writers wow. were not allowed to even be in the same building as production because oh um, million yeah. dollars is on the standard, line. standard, isn't it? Yeah, no, it's right. standard. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's like a legal thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We that. were sequestered oh, from production and um, we had, like, I got to go to the studio once, you know, and see it and stuff. But mm, I yeah. wasn't oh, allowed to, like, it? be a part of it. Wow. Um, that's And insane. we had to do all our work at the office so that we could be logged in to the computer like you couldn't work from home it was all this proprietary software that they used and um and it was this huge database and you could not ask a question you could not write a question that had already been in the database so and i'm not the database had over a hundred thousand questions in it Oh my God. So you show up to work and you, we had a quota and ours was like 10 to 12 questions a day, which doesn't sound like a lot. Oh,
3: that's not bad.
1: It's a lot. That sounds like a lot. The first, they were like, so I was warned. They were like the first two weeks, you're going to be breezing through it. You're going to be like, I got all these ideas and it's going to be great. And then (laughs) two weeks in, you're going to want to kill yourself because you don't know what to do. (laughs) And the clock is ticking and you've got to write 12 questions by the end of the day. And they have to be questions that, you know, get used. And so like, you know, how uh, far yeah
2: how far ahead of shooting were they, were they picked at random after you wrote well, them well like, what
1: they what the the head writer would prepare what's known as stacks and they were the stack of questions now who wants to be a millionaire's format has changed many times over the years where they've mixed up right, the right. values mm-hmm. you don't know but the traditional was a $100 question up to a million and the right, head yeah. writer would prepare a stack per contestant you know um that mm-hmm. would come to the show and um That, you know, I guess it was 10 questions maybe. Um, And um, my uh, assignment was to write a lot of the 100 or really low value questions, which are actually Mm -hmm. really hard to write because it's hard to write an easy question because when you know the answer, it's hard to tell how hard it is. And they would be like, your questions are too hard. And I'm like, God fucking damn it, you know, or they'd be like... (laughs) um, And but they also had like a philosophy of like, okay, remember, this is a show that regular people watch. So they want to have a play along feeling. They want to feel like they can win. And so you don't want to ask questions about things that are so obscure, even if the nerd playing gets it right. The person at home feels left out. So they were like, for for instance, like, they were like, Sarah, you're really good at art questions. Ask art questions. But they were like, but there's only about 10 paintings that everybody knows. (laughs) Think about it. So (laughs) Mona Lisa, uh, The Scream, like, truly, there are only five to 10 paintings or pieces of artwork that everybody knows about. So they were like, That's why. So you're trying to write new questions about these common topics so that was very challenging what painting is
0: based on the Julia Roberts movie exactly
1: (laughs) (laughs) exactly there was so many um ways to get into it and there was allowed to be a few topical questions, but they had to be evergreen kind of, which is a term we all know being in in right. in TV. Yeah. Evergreen means yeah. that it doesn't feel dated by the time it gets yeah. on it the It doesn't air. really
0: age. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so right. it like Gene Smart. Like Gene yeah. Smart. <laughs> yeah, Nothing about Banksy. Exactly. Nothing about Banksy.
1: Yeah. Um, Well, you got to have, like, if it was topical, it had to be something really big, like, where were the Olympics in whatever year, you know, like,
0: you couldn't
1: Uh. get too obscure. So everybody would, whoever got there first, the day that something big had happened, got to write that question. Like, people would, the Uh. other writers (laughs) would, like, race in and be like, Get so and so won the election you know who became the president you know like you wanted to be the one that wrote that question <laughs> so, <laughs> so that, that could you know go. what's great so about the, oh great
0: about like a job like that and like yeah. you talking about a job like that is i think a lot of comedians like especially new comedians they think oh well, i have to get up on stage and just do this and there's there's not many fields that you can go in to sort of get writing work and to get things in and, yeah like, there's actually like a lot of different ways comedians are used yep. for different purposes you know every I mean? single oh, word you
1: see uttered on tv was written is, by is someone written. for the most yeah. part yeah. and yeah. those um
0: including the kardashians uh, that's right writer uh, yeah. there are writers yeah.
1: on every reality oh, yep. show you see you know yep, yep. W- the survivor who's who, yeah jeff whatever his name is the the yep. probe.
2: yep yeah jeff probe
1: that guy jeff daddy he, he wasn't. Yeah. That's what i call him he wasn't Off the cuff. Somebody wrote all that shit for him to say. And so, you know, there is is a lot of writing opportunities, um, you know, uh, in for comedians and and even for stuff you wouldn't even think it would be funny. TV producers love hiring comedians because we're we are writers we write for ourselves yeah, and they want that edge they want the sense of humor mm-hmm. especially in rock right. go into
0: personalized yeah, yeah they go
1: into advertising writing for ads and stuff and that's a whole other yep. skill of course you know. that's when
0: you fail but yes <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: exactly. but you also <laughs> well, own, <yeah>. own two <laughs> <Yeah>. homes
0: <laughs> exactly <Yeah.
2: laughs> you have, yeah. then we have a house you have a mortgage and children yeah,
1: yeah. exactly sarah
3: Thank you so much for joining us. Where can people find you on the on the interwebs? Um, Alan you know what? It. The
1: easiest is to just go to Sarah Schaefer one. You just guess how it's spelled; it'll come up. Um, <laughs> right. and Sarah Schaefer one across all platforms in my podcast, The Schaefer Shakedown
3: and mm. your new book called Grand Yeah. and your comedy oh, album. Go buy it, live, read live, it. It's love. so good, it's so I, good. I, I, <laughs>
1: I love you guys so much. Yeah. I,
3: I miss you, you. We so love much. You. Thank you so much for being doing doing yeah. the podcast.
2: And another thing. So we mentioned before uh, in the first segment, Brent, Brent, Brent demonstrated, getting... <laughs>
0: didn't even mention, <laughs> yeah. he demonstrated it.
2: Demonstrated yeah. getting lightheaded at the thought of taking prep or. Just the discussion of prep, and you've probably heard on this podcast many times, um, Brent referencing getting lightheaded, and he's always sort of fanning himself. And and in, I guess we, there should be a historical context to this in that. Brent has what we call a vasovagal response.
0: Which we're the only response. podcast in the world that uses <laughs> that, that frequently
2: word. frequently talks about vasovagal. Responses. The only
0: place in the world that does that. Yeah, so um, basically Brent yeah. gets
2: lightheaded from stuff and we've also we, you he and I we've shared that for many many times, but yours is a lot worse than mine, I would yeah. say. And yeah. I love. I think it's important for the, our listeners to understand what <laughs> and why you get you get lightheaded and dizzy and could pass out from things that yeah. to some or maybe even most would find benign, pretty
3: innocuous. Yeah. So it, it, it is like an automatic response that some people have. Uh, I actually looked it up. Some people have it with blood. Some people have it with urination. Yeah. Uh, some people have it with other kind of like stressful stimulus. Do they just sit um, down to pee so
0: they don't look at it?
3: I I literally wonder the the urination thing. I was like, how do you? Yeah. How does it work if you pass out when
0: you pee? Yeah, and, um, and TJI Fridays bathrooms are disgusting, may,
3: like colostomy bags or something. But so <laughs> yeah. it all started for me when I I remember the first time it happened. I was watching the movie Stand By Me, great film, and in the film I'm in elementary school by the way at the time, and. Mm. In the film, there's a scene where the the like the boys are swimming in like a river or some yeah. pond, and they come out of the river and the one uh, this is going to sound sexual but it's not the one opens up his briefs and he pulls leeches out of his yeah like briefs his under his swimsuit and. And there's blood on his hands. So obviously the insinuation was that leeches were sucking, I guess, his balls. I don't know. know. And I mean, I'm like second, third grade. And I remember seeing that and instantly being like, I wish I hadn't seen that. That's an awful, awful, awful thought. And I couldn't get it out of my head. Oh, wow. And then and I got up to leave and I passed out in like the Mm. foyer of the house. Um, So that was the first time it happened. And it's passed out. I like the officially... by me made you pass out. Yeah. Well, I mean, the ball, the ball blood scene. Yes. Yes, I mean, I, th- I love how Alan, Alan is like this, like <laughs> sweet, wonderful liberal man it blows like, me away. Everyone. It blows and he's like vicious away. with me when it comes no, to like, this no, no, you just response. take it viciously he's because you're ab- sensitive.
0: you sensitive. Um, no, that's but no, it happened that's in high dirty... school.
3: Like if I got really bad paper cuts, I would, st- I would, I, uh, I would pass out and, um, mm. It happened on a plane recently, like I was watching, like the woman next to me was watching a, like a, a horror film and a guy got stabbed. Um, it's specifically in the arm and yeah. he bled to death in the movie and I passed out on the plane. Oh, I had wow. to like get, I had to get down, I had to curl into a ball and get down, you know, wedge myself to oh get my head God. under my knees because that's what you're supposed on, to though. do. Just
0: keep your mask on. Uh,
3: yeah, I did. I did keep my mask <laughs> on um and you know you get you're drenched
0: in sweat and like yeah. i get slowly, like cold sweat so i'm oh it's just such a nightmare have you been ears, like i in- mean <laughs> have you i mean i'm sure there's like therapy for something like this or there's like some sort of you know like way to pro- like uh, like because it seems like a way that you know certain people handle like blood well blood's a great one where my mom has like, the
2: same thing by the way
0: they have to mm-hmm. mentally like go to therapy to like process being able to handle you know, some things in public. You know what I mean? It happens infrequently enough where like, obviously if you know, I bring it up in the
3: podcast, like when I'm just vaguely squeamish with something and yeah. then it's like my way of trying to change the topic. Uh, but like, Oh, it's pretty rare that it happens where I'm like, Oh, I'm in a really bad place. And I need to like, I need to like, like in public, like get down on my knees. Like that's wow. only happened a handful of times in my life. Mm. but what um, is
2: it about like something i mean when we talk about stuff we even reference anal sex or like we talk about prep no 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 i mean we talk about even more, more benign stuff literally like we say prep or like you said the other day you were watching a documentary and they used the term lover and that made you lightheaded. <laughs> like where do <are> you <laughs> get like even it's like just
3: reminiscent of a t- of an era and a time and and you know I, I, anything that's reminiscent of the 80s kind of freaks
0: me out because like
3: every documentary like, about gay life jump. in the 80s but yeah, every documentary about gay life in the 80s is about AIDS. And what so, what is it whenever... about
0: AIDS? Like, what, I mean, what, like, is it the blood? Like, I, that's what I don't, yeah, I, what I don't explain
3: get... what, where that comes from? Because
2: I'm I'm,
0: literally, I'm getting warm. Well, um, I,
2: if it makes you feel a bit, I'll mention too that we simultaneously, maybe not at the same time, but around the same time, watch this documentary in the earlier days of Netflix called Gay Sex in the 70s. Yeah. And Alan, you must have seen it, right? Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a pretty like you know it's I mean I was like oh standard cool. doc it's a, it's a standard documentary that I thought was going to be about like free love you know like no. sort mm-hmm. of like free love before the the epi- the, the AIDS uh, epidemic happened and for this I, I couldn't exactly tell you why but I had the same response as Brent where I could not finish it because they would talk about the wor- the way they talked about sort of pr- uh, promiscuity and like sex mm-hmm. in, like the in dark trucks and the meat packing district and yeah, just, the way that it just hot. happened anywhere was too, like, I understand it. I was like, it would make me lightheaded at the thought of, yeah, I guess the thought of, of like danger maybe, or, yeah, or yeah, really? but even the thought now, of, and, and I get, I share this with Brent too, when somebody even, I, I'm not squeamish about the idea of anal sex or anything like that, but when you start talking about the biology of it, the chem, the how things work, the human it's like i i can't i can't hear it i can't hear about nerve yeah. endings i can't hear about things i can't yeah. hear about the the technicality that's the so interesting
0: yeah. cuz to it, me like, it's so yeah. like not real it
2: doesn't phase you at all
0: like it's it's yeah. just not it's just not like i don't see it as like an attachment of me or like something infallible about me or like I don't see I don't see it I don't take it personally it seems very sort of like discovery far away (laughs) yeah Yeah.
3: it's it's there's also like uh, some nuance where like it it like uh, there are certain sensitive parts of the body that make me extra squeamish like like what lips fingers fingernails um yes you know fingernails I can relate to. but balls uh and like so things like that so when people talk about like uh, like something related to those areas and bleeding. Like if you told me like a, a, a character in a movie got stabbed in the gut, couldn't care less, doesn't bother me. But for some reason, the arm really bothered me. And like pulling leeches out of your balls was like just so fundamentally disturbing. And the same thing, whew, boy, here we go. The same thing is when, when you, you know, uh, when you get, when you, when we, we talk about HIV, we're, we're talking about getting it via, you know, ah, uh, yeah, he can't, cuts, he can't even people handle, people handle that. Cuts, I can't, I can't. It's yeah, yeah, it's fine, it's horrifying. fine. But
2: the, the duality there is that you watch gore videos, you watch beheading Yeah, videos. you watch <laughs> like, You watch all these also, videos I, that are like... I, also, the, I, thing I, the thing I understand the least is that for somebody who's like, <laughs> who has like such severe reactions to like fingers and blood, you love latex gloves. Yeah. <laughs> which yeah. Should, to me feel like the most... Um, med- Literally the most medicinal. Like they're so tight, the texture so odd, but they smell. Love them. How do you love them? And then also, love.
3: Yeah. Yeah, How do you
2: love them? But then also not have (laughs) the ability to like look at a paper cut. It's just fascinating.
3: It is. It's 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 very weird. I totally get what you're saying. I think I've just always liked <laughs> form-fitted gloves. I, for some reason that's like every so these guys, funny. every time I go to the dentist, these guys know because I will send them a text of
0: me wearing a glove in the dentist oh, chair. <laughs> uh, there's there's gloves at Target that when Mike when I, when we were at Target last, I sent you a picture of the gloves. Like it's it's a it's a thing.
2: Yeah, that's you a waste know, of money. I,
0: I take them when I'm at the dentist.
2: <laughs> what does the dentist say when you ask him for one or her? I usually I usually takes. sneak I usually oh, sneak okay. it <laughs> even weirder even weirder yeah. I <laughs> Wait,
0: was trying to think the... there's nothing I just, I was like the only thing that I have that would make me squeamish I guess no I can't even think of that I was gonna say fingernails like clipping toenails and stuff but like oh, yeah. that doesn't really make me squeamish actually
2: yeah I mean the thing that I think it's there's a thing I think we're being gay in particular or a gay man where like giving blood or having blood taken or, or any of the, or, or the exchange of fluids, like that can <clears> be <throat> difficult. But also yeah. the thing that I'll never understand because it always, I can't even like, I can't even, I've s- seen one porn by accident with a, with a rosebud. <laughs> oh as oh yeah, rosebud, <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, how, I, I, I literally cannot wrap my head around that interesting fisting. Could you explain I, I, it? Yeah, I can. Oh, no, you, it. no, no, no. We don't have to explain it. We get it. People uh, know yeah. it. yeah, maybe Let's you're Google right. Maybe it. right. You people don't have to explain what a rosebud yeah. is. I'm just saying, like, Ooh. when you're dealing with butt stuff, like, Ooh. obviously, as a gay person, a gay man, that comes into the picture. Well, and that and in particular rent- is
0: extreme. <laughs> that is extreme. Let's be real. That's not yes, a, yes, but I'm just saying but the fact <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's not a normal occurrence of anal sex. I know, but the
2: fact that that has been that is easily accessible and same thing with fisting there was once a a video a music video by a gay artist whose name i forget but the video was in like on vimeo only which i didn't realize (laughs) was like where this type of stuff could exist and it was there was a scene where he was with a fisting scene that was real and i (sighs) wholeheartedly i have no judgment but yeah yeah yeah. of course i can't it's it's really truly i get lightheaded thinking about (sighs) the The dynamics and the not the dynamics the the
0: biology of it the biology see now that's that's the opposite response that I have because even though I'm not necessarily into that I don't I don't rosebuds a different story that's that's taking it too far but the fisting one I'm like well that's I mean it's it's almost like a Tetris game it's like how how does that work I want to know how it works and And I want to
2: pass out thinking about how it works I don't want to know how it works yeah (sighs) but I but Brent how do you I mean also don't reveal this if you don't want to but like how does this then play into
3: like
0: your sex, sex life sex when yeah. when
3: you're you've also had a kid you've had kidney stones which is insane too <laughs> i did i always say the kidney my passing my kidney stone was the only badass thing i've ever done yeah uh because it was really really a horrifying but well you know uh, to be quite quite frank with you the, you know we've talked about how i'm certainly i think a lot more skittish when it comes to penetrative anal sex than alan and way 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 more than Elliot yeah and so and it's absolutely played into horrible anxieties mm. that I have I mean I, how,
0: do, how do you even prepare like how do you do that
3: uh well I mean I I I could I, I'm I mean, of course I can do it uh yeah. you know and Devin and my sister and brother brother and sister-in-law are not allowed to listen to it I mean I yeah I can do it but but yeah I, it has to kind of be it has
0: to be like comfortable and right and like and if it doesn't yeah, go right, it it's it like,
2: we're be, done. It tends to be nerve wracking for I you.
0: Guarantee, you... <laughs> I, I guarantee you that he's whispering like, you know, things about like World War, or no, he's listening <laughs> things about the Supreme <laughs> Court into your ear. Just Supreme right, Court Justice right. John Roberts, a little bit deeper. Re- Helena Kagan, deeper.
3: <laughs> Re- read me the Bostock opinion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's your nickname for handle sex.
2: What would what your, your aunt your say? Brent, what would your aunt Ramona say about something she heard today?
3: Let's just say, I've been very fortunate and I never had to lean over to hide tiny <laughs> boobs. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> my
2: aunt Joanne would say, what's so wrong with Rosebud? That's my friend's nickname. I like, don't, don't Google it, don't Google it.
0: <laughs> How about Aunt Ann? My aunt Ann would say, the only vasovagal response I have is to a diet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening.
2: I'm Elliot Gleaser.
3: I am Mr. Brent Sullivan on Instagram.com.
0: And I am H. Rosebud Scott. Mm. Mm, Mmm. Juicy
3: Rose. (laughs) You're making Elliot mad.